I'm your host, Michael Swoboda, and this is the Average Alaskan Podcast, the show where we cover the good, the bad, and the ugly of Alaskan outdoors and life in Alaska. Another beautiful episode, joined by the one, the only, Mr. Sean Love. Hey, what's up, guys? The best co-host in the game. Doesn't get enough credit. Shows up on time, all the time. Keeps me company. Mm. Does the beautiful thing of talking to you people. Stop it. Well, hope you guys are doing awesome. It's another week here in the great AK. It's kind of warm this week. It's been nice. Been warming up. Warmish. We had a little false spring kind of action. Oh, yeah. A little faux spring we always get, but just another day, slowly slowly gaining daylight. Thank goodness. Inching our way towards spring. Get done at work and there's light out. <laughs> All right. Not so, uh, not so much feeling of impending doom. For sure. Every day. <laughs> But wanted to grace your wanted to grace your guys's ears with another awesome episode. Going to be a little different one uh, this week. We're gonna still have plenty of outdoors for you guys. Don't worry about that. We're always got you on that. But we're gonna cash in our one freebie political episode and talk about uh some stuff going on uh we had the state of the union last night uh hope all you do diligent americans tuned into some form of media that covered it whether it be uh just a recap of it the um address itself or whatever it is um but we're going to talk a little bit about that and uh talk about upcoming tags because we're only a week away which is super exciting. Can't wait for that. And then probably going to wrap it up with uh, some spring bear because it's getting close. It's almost that getting time. close, baby. <laughs> but uh, we're going to get started off with uh, just bullshitting about some uh, politics, probably a little bit regional, a little bit national, and just uh, see what uh, fires we can start. So, <laughs> yeah, we got the mayoral race coming up. Mayoral, mayor race, whenever mayoral race. Yeah. I, whenever it's for governor, it's gubernatorial. So let's go. Gubernatorial. Uh, gubernatorial. Um, may, 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 the mayor race. Um. There is a mayor race happening. <laughs> they uh, did you see? They just raised the or <clears throat> they didn't raise it. They're trying to raise the salaries for both. Well, for several positions, but all of the uh, for the governor for the governor's cabinet. All that they're also trying to raise the borough mayor uh, uh, salary. I think it was sitting at like I think it was like eighty six thousand a year, and now they're pushing for like one fifteen a year. And I think for governor, it was <clears throat> something like one forty five a year. And I think they're pushing for just sub one eighty, and then a bunch for the uh, you know all lieutenant governor and everybody. It basically makes, it makes the, sense, you know. Governor's the one that catches all the flack, you know, whether it's his fault or not, he's going to catch it. Yeah. He's going to catch hell for it. And that was one of the, one of the arguments they made. Um, I just caught it on the radio, just a glimpse of it. Um, not sure what show it was from. It was probably from, uh, 98.3. Great times. Good oldies. Um, but, uh, what was I going to say? Jesus. Didn't have my alpha brain. Uh, <laughs> my, my neural gum. <laughs> my neural gum. Um, Son of a gun. What was I going to say? But it only makes sense, really. Oh, now I remember what I was going to say. Uh, they were comparing it to um, other positions around the state. They referenced the Bethel Airport Manager or 
over whoever runs the Bethel Airport makes more, a bunch of they were just listing off, you know, positions around the state that makes more than the governor. And they were, you know, I'm not, I don't have a dog in the dog in the race. Uh, a lot of these salaries were set. Uh, I know for like the borough mayor, I believe the last pay increase was 2009 or 2011, Weird. which was adjusted for inflation. And then that's the big push for this one, adjusting for inflation, which I think all, you know, all government positions should adjust for inflation. I think a lot of private uh, positions should as well. But that's just, you know, that's think, a whole wormhole of politics behind that. I think but. private industry naturally adjusts. It does so better than the private sector for sure. Private sector you, never naturally adjusts. No, it's got to, you know, it has to or act the, upon a. Yeah, some kind of municipality has to pass something through HR or through the city council or blah, 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 blah. It gets voted on. Yeah. But in the private sector, you, you've got your supply and demand. And then, you know, if you've got plenty of jobs, people leave, chasing better money, kind of, like you said, naturally, will naturally changes, vote. especially if you're providing a service or a product in which is affected by inflation. You have to spill that over either to your consumers or bite the bullet. You're usually passing that down. Um, and with that, a lot of times you're adjusting pay, you know, following year. You've got to rework a lot of numbers. But uh, I just thought that was interesting to see that they're kind of because the first I heard of it was for the borough mayor. And now it definitely seems like it's getting kind of statewide push for a lot of the elected positions being that it is another uh, election cycle, um, kind of makes sense. It's top of people's mind. A lot of people are like, well, oh, I should waste my time. You know, I can go manage an airport and make 40000 more a year doing that. Mm-hmm. But no. So that was just something that is, I noticed. That is one <laughs> bitch a lot of guys I hear, you know, in, in the municipality world, you're not going to make the most money. Versus you can definitely find, find better money elsewhere, but you also have – a laundry list of benefits that most private sector jobs don't. Yeah. Our benefits used to be much, much better also statewide. You know, when it trickles down, if something, if they cut, you know, something up top, like our, uh, the PERS plan, the PERS is our retirement. I'm PERS four, I believe. It's just a 401k. It used to be, I don't know, some people have a pension. PERS mm. one and two was like, you could retire at 50 and not even. You could retire, I don't know. But it was super easy to retire. You had all the money in the world, no problem, healthcare, blah, 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 and you name it. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, we need to fucking whack that. <laughs> and it's for state officials, teachers, you name it, all the way across the board. Yep. Any public service is that way. And they whacked the PERS three, what was it, 10 years ago, 13 years ago, something like that, down to PERS four. So it was a different retirement plan. You know, you bankroll so many years, your most paid years into whatever, into your retirement plan, but we no longer do that. We have a 401k. Which which a lot of places have a 401k mm, in the private industry. Yeah. No, it's definitely the most common, commonplace retirement program, you know, employer match 401k. Um, Government workers do get a 457 versus like a Roth or anything like that or an IRA. So we do get the 457, which is really great. It's a really great retirement. 
I guess. I don't know. It's still <laughs> it's still also like a four four one k, except you don't you can draw it out before whenever, and it's yeah. not taxed or something like. That. Yeah, it's some certain tax exemptions. I'm sure that's. Yeah. I mean, most most retirement fund or retirement accounts are pretty much the same, plus or minus a couple. You know, tax tax loopholes here and there, whether you get docked for pulling it out pre-maturity or, you know, all kinds of different yabba yabba, but yabba yabba's for sure. You know, new favorite word, yabba yabba. Yabba You know, the yickety yak and the goobity goo. And the yabba yabba, baby. Yeah. But, um, did you, well, I know you didn't watch the full, uh, uh, State of the Union, because neither did I. No, nope, um, had no need, had no want. We both uh, ended up playing video games instead. Show way better, our, uh, way better, way better time for my brain. <laughs> I was, I was kind of bummed out because I was watching it and then got a text from you guys. I was like, oh yeah, I'll hop on. And then I just totally shot the gun because I was just antsy to play some video games with the boys. Yo, I hear you. Um, but uh, just kind of played video games by myself for an hour while uh, the State of the Union finished up, and then hopped on with you guys. I was like. Probably should have finished that up, but uh, watch some breaking points on both half of it and, you know, the prelude and then the post conversation on it. And, you know, they're always just kind of fluff shows, the State of the Union. You know, that's kind 100%. of that's their pitch to rerun, essentially, generally, uh, depending on yeah, the State of the Union. But uh, the beginning seemed, you know, solid. Uh, Biden kept it together a lot better than I thought he would, which good for him they had him pumped full of adderall i'm sure <laughs> but uh dude was wigged show but uh you know it's it's tough to talk for an hour as a decrepit old man <laughs> i hear guys do it every day <laughs> I struggle on fucking three minutes into this son of a bitch I'd, I'd, blah, 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 blah. I'd, lo- I'd love to do that in front of the country oh one day let's start to go fund me <laughs> Mike for president <laughs> Do not even that. I just want to say one state of the union. Just let me somebody co-opt whoever's in a position of power in a cabinet of a future political candidate. Let me do some public speaking for you. That'd be fun. I'm not saying I'd be good at it or have the qualifications for it, but some people listen to this, so <laughs> Damn I'll bring some votes. Capitalism. <laughs> Democracy. No. But um I mean, I liked what he led with. He was talking, you know, trying to talk the benefits of what's going on. We did have, we have a ridiculous, weird uh, job markets right now. Did you see the recent job reports? I did. So we had, what, this last quarter, almost just over half a million new jobs, lowest unemployment rate since, it was like 53 or something like that. Um, But, shoot, I'm going to forget the most important statistic um well i'll get back to that to find uh, a job though well that's that's the thing the majority of these jobs have been in the service and um mm-hmm. uh, they're basically the gig economy jobs um not many unionized positions not many long you know you're kind of you know like a job you have right now the your classic kind of career job pension retirement whatever it is for you know whatever the position is but you know you're kind of long held career style jobs there's a big growth and kind of the jig jig economy got the ice fishing on the brain Mm -hmm. uh gig economy and uh service sector jobs so you know bartending 
Things uh, that got kiboshed by COVID are starting to come back. Yeah, a lot of those. Um, but you also have DoorDash, Uber, you know, things like that that people do after they get home from their other job. Mm-hmm. So now people have two jobs, sometimes three jobs, because I know people that DoorDash and Uber and do Uber Eats and all of that and do have a full-time job. So that's four fucking jobs. They just made three jobs by signing up for an app. <laughs> yeah. So no, there's definitely there's always going to be you know inflated notes here and there, but it was it was just what struck me was just kind of the overall macroeconomics behind it because none of it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Real estate's still trending up, um, you know, job creations trending up, unemployment's trending down, and inflation's still trending up. Starting to stabilize, still trending up though. Let's be honest, mm-hmm. we all know the prices. Um, but it's just, it doesn't fit any of the traditional molds of a good or a bad economy. Like it just, it's a very squirrely spot because like gas prices have gone, gone back down. They're sub $5 every state. Now I think the national average is 358, I believe. I think it's just under 360. Um, we're not getting any of that love up here. It's still kind of pricey up here, but you know, it's under five bucks, so can't complain. Diesel isn't, uh, but that's a different problem. <laughs> um, but no, it's just been squirrely seeing how everything's shaken up uh, with uh, interest rates going up. You know, you're in economic theory. It stunts business growth. It prior, prior, prioritizes savings. But at the same time, right now we have one of the highest margins of spending on credit cards by your average American. Uh, most people who either had a nest egg or were sitting on some savings that they prior didn't going into COVID, either accrued it through benefits through COVID or whatnot, are all seemingly to dis, you know, seeming to disappear. Um, you know, and a lot of that just has to do with prices, you know, inflation's mm-hmm. hit hard, especially like up here with heating fuel, like you just filled up, you know, some oil at your place and what you just, you picked up what, 50 gallons and it was 200 something bucks. Yeah. 200 yeah. plus. I mean, it adds up and that's only 50 gallons. I mean, if you would have fill your whole house, you know, your tank holds 300. Yeah. <laughs> so, and that's yeah. if I deliver myself. Yeah. And it's not delivered to me. Deliver to me, multiply that by double. Yeah, luckily Home Run does a decent job of it. They don't charge too astronomical, but it's mm-hmm. still, I mean, I had, what, 150 gallons put in at the house a month and a half ago, two months ago, and shit, it was 680 or something like that after delivery fees, all that, and didn't even get the amount of oil I ordered, which, that's a different problem, but, <laughs> ugh, no, that, I mean, shoot. Just basics, milks, eggs, gas, everything's a little more expensive. Spending's going to be a little higher. There's not, there is, there has been some adjustment for pay in certain sectors. Um, it does seem to trend upward in that a lot of companies are catching on to understanding the employees or assets and turnovers, the death of all business and kind of starting to get that figured out, which is nice, but it, doesn't keep up with 11% inflation every year. That's if you get a 6% raise and 11% inflation, you're still 5% in the hole. Well, think about this. If inflation continues to trend up, the only way to squash inflation is by raising rates and getting the money out of people's pockets, really. 
laying off. It's you're you're not supporting spending, which yeah. is the whole you know that's the problem with the Federal Reserve is they don't have the tool set to do what they actually need to. They kind of just have a hammer and a screwdriver, and it's either lower rates, raise rates kind of deal, which it's just tough because like right now if you're in the housing market trying to buy it's just tough to buy because a lot of places inventory still very slim um that's our market here and it's tough to sign the dotted line at 30 years fixed at eight percent or even seven and a half percent and it just makes makes stuff a lot harder to it just you know there's no more free money which i don't I don't believe was the answer. I mean, through COVID, it was, you know, it kept kept the lights on. Things seemed, you know, hunky-dory. We were living the freaking bull run of a lifetime. Then we realized, oh, that's just because we printed a lot of money. Yeah, <laughs> <And> precisely. <laughs> but, you know, it all ebbs and flows, you know, basic business cycles. It'll all come around. Uh, I, wa- I did leave, uh, leave that State of the Union and the information I absorbed around it. More positive than I thought I was going to, uh, just for the fact that, you know, a lot more talk about insuring, which huge fan of that, you know, U.S. made to the day we die. Love it. You know, God bless the USA. Um, you know, love to see more jobs come inshore. Love to see more, you know, real critical infrastructure positions established. You know, I'd love to see a lot more money going directly into the American infrastructure, bolster a lot of those jobs, as well as just investing in our country as a whole. Uh, so always been a fan of that. Liked the tone of that. There is, you know, there's always going to be like, there's a bunch of, you know, uh, viral moments, you should say, from it, from, you know, people like Marjorie Taylor Green, you know, shouting out, calling Biden a liar and stuff on, I think that was on the border they were talking about that, mm-hmm. or... Um, it was a fentanyl crisis. That's the one. Yeah. But there's always going to be, you know, those clips that get out. But my overarching opinion on it myself, like I, like I said, didn't watch the whole uh, address through myself. I should have. Uh, I just... <sighs> After watching, what kills me on events like that is the freaking just flu-flu bullshit that goes around. Like the six-minute walk down the aisle shaking everybody's hand. I'm just like, <sighs> do the talky-talk. Get to the get to the shit I care about. I don't, I don't know any of these geriatric people shaking your hand. Like, I don't care. Well, I a just, lot of it's BS. You know, there's a lot of fluff, a lot of fill in all of it. He's like, we got to fill this amount of time. You know, someone has to write me a speech for this amount of time, blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah. And it's, I've always, you know, I've never, you know, I've, I've never been politically charged myself, really ever, um, for the most part. But there's just, you know, so much, so much lying that just pisses me off and, I can't get, I don't care if it's a good point, a bad point. If you're just, if you're bullshitting me, whether it's coming from the left, from the right, I don't care. That shit bothers me. Like, mm-hmm. talk to talk to the people like you're talking to another sophisticated adult and just assume they either know what you know or more. Like, I just, I hate that everything has to be dumbed down to a fourth grade level and it's just assumed that the average American doesn't know what's being discussed. You know, let the let the adults speak. Like, we'll, we'll handle this. And it's like, hey, motherfuckers, y'all been squandering this money for forever. Um, and we ain't dumb and I'm tired of the bullshit. Like, just 
I just, it would be so nice for once if there was, they just went out there and like said the truth. Like be like, hey, yeah, State of the Union. Eh, it's been better, um, but we're going to work on it. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, don't be like, it's the best economy we've ever seen. I'm like, ah, but dude, I got eight bucks in my check-ins account right now. Like, it's just, I just, can't be right. This can't I just, be right. I just don't see it, you know? Um, that's my biggest qualm with it. Uh, but I, I left it wanting to feel optimistic. I think, you know, just being an optimistic person, I wanted to leave it happy. I definitely, there's always things that I can cherry pick and be like, well, that was bullshit, but there's going to be plenty of that was bullshit moments. But I, you know, it was nice to actually hear some, you know, talk about, you know, inf- you know, local infrastructure project, not, not, not local to a lot, but like, you know, some American infrastructure being addressed you know stuff like one of the big moments towards the beginning one of the things i actually saw uh, <laughs> but uh they're talking about one of the uh, i think it's oh shoot bridge in chicago i'm not sure it's a big it's a big one of the it's a super big bridge uh, but <laughs> i just noted <laughs> a big suspension bridge uh, but you know some I forgot the, you know, the stat they threw out, but last year, 100 billion tons of, you know, local goods crossed it, whatever, yabba yabba. Um, but it'd been a project that just got, you know, needed, needed upkeep, got kicked down the road, kicked down the road. They're like, all right, you know, we just passed the bill. We're allocating, I think, $1.8 billion to it. And we're going to, you know, it's all going to be local, um, you know, local unionized steel, steel mill workers working on it, you know, pipe fit you know they was just it was a good it was good lip service to kind of the you know your blue collar industry worker and then one thing that i hadn't heard i don't know if it gotten passed or they just passed it through um the senate has to go to the house i always forget the process through that but um trying to make it to where all federal projects all the materials used in federal projects have to be u.s sourced Hmm. which i thought was really awesome so any of your lumber any of your steel any of your any of the products going into a federal project have to be sourced from the united states which i hope that gets passed through it'll definitely make every project done in the u.s by the government that's already exuberant exuberantly more expensive than it needs to be i'm pretty sure i just made that word up i hope it did davis Uh, bacon (laughs) everything's davis bacon but yeah and u.s supplies more expensive than shit made by slaves. Um, that's just weird. <laughs> just how weird. it be. So it's going to make that more expensive, but at least it's going directly into lo- the local economy and not just getting shipped out overseas. And that was probably my biggest takeaway from it. And like my biggest, like, hell yeah, was that. Hopefully that actually goes through because I'd be 100% behind that. Um, but other than that, that's... So you talk about the bridge that they had deferred maintenance on. Yeah. And they kept kicking the can down the road. And they kicked the can around the road. And they kicked the can down the road. We should fix it. Well, we don't fix it now. We could get a new bridge later. Instead of fixing the one we have, it would cost us a quarter of the price. We fix it now and continue to fix it and do maintenance on it. And you see a lot of that. That's happening up in Fairbanks now is they had deferred maintenance on these bridges for years. For years, bridges have fallen apart now. Like, well, shut the road down, have to stop all fucking traffic that flows through here, and we're building a new bridge. Government's going to give us money to build a new bridge instead of fixing it when we had the option to fix it. 
Are you telling me that's why we have a new Anchor Point Bridge? Uh, <laughs> maybe. I don't know. <laughs> maybe. No, I totally agree with that. But this one, it does sound like they're not rebuilding a new one just because uh, way too big. And let's be honest, there's probably fucking houses right there. Um, For sure. <laughs> but uh, no, so I ju- it was just... It was nice to see at least, you know, it's all lip service. They're never going to be yeah. like, hey, look at all these people we blew up here, there, and the other. Or look at all the, you know, <laughs> bullshit we're causing here, then, you know. <laughs> but it was just, I, I don't know. It was nice to hear some coherent sentences coming out of a person that, like myself, can't usually put together, you know, well-thought-out sentences. Um, so appreciated that. And I just, I don't know. I love hearing... About U.S. infrastructure. That shit just... Well, we got a lot of federal money coming down our way, you know, to Alaska. Because we have a lot of projects need to be done. A lot of roads to be built, like always. And we broke. (laughs) I mean, bounce budget. The state of Alaska... (laughs) We should bounce a budget. That's all you gotta do. Bounce a budget. But then you have to account for where all your money went. Weird. (laughs) Weird. (laughs) No, and that's always the biggest, you know, ordeal when it comes to any kind of federal or city or anything is balancing a budget. And it's a big deal. Some that's some of people's whole jobs is keeping a budget. Nope. As grueling as that sounds to me. <laughs> it sounds awful. <laughs> but someone's gotta do it and someone's gonna get paid pretty good to fucking do it. So you better do your fucking job. Yeah. Balance a budget. <laughs> Instead of going into debt and asking for more of our money. <laughs> I tried to take that playbook like right out of the federal government's hand, and uh, let me tell you, it doesn't work for uh, civilians. It's Weird, doesn't <laughs> fucking bank? They're like, no, you you don't get no more money. You don't, like, I don't want more money. <laughs> Can you print more for me? <laughs> more money for me? Like I said, bank account very empty. Uh, you just throw another zero in there. One extra zero. One, one zero. Can I have please two? Maybe one zero for sure. <laughs> Exactly. Won't even miss it. That's no. discretionary spending. That's pissing the wind, man. That's fucking. I'll trade it for some old. Just give me one decommissioned Abrams tank or something. I'll figure it out. I'll flip it. We'll fucking one hundred percent. We'll do, dude. We'll do the whole remodel on YouTube. Monetize that. Flip the tank. We're good. Off. Y'all don't have to fucking pay storage for it. I'll and give it back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll give it back. You have it. Should we make a YouTube video of it and make millions? <laughs> exactly. Oh, those, that's a job. Mr. Beast, give a tank away. Think about uh, that. That's a job. OnlyFans, that's a job. Yeah. All these jobs that don't do anything for society at all. Those are jobs. And the worst part is uh, they all make more money than you do. That's fucked up. <laughs> Not all of them. I'm just saying. But a lot of them. <laughs> if it weren't for us, there would be no firefighters. No. Especially me. If it wasn't for if I wasn't here, no firefighters for nobody. Taking all the firefighters. I don't do anything. anything, (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. Thank you, firefighters. Thank you, Jake. Thank you, Chelsea. Thanks, guys. (laughs) And the other people that I don't know your names. Um, But those two are my favorite. They do the leg work. (laughs) We just make sure the shit's in the pipes. (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't that be a bitch though? Go to fucking put out a fire, and you're like, hey. Sean, where the fuck the water at? Funny story. <laughs> Sean burnt down a couple buildings. Didn't uh, burn them down. Low water alarms were going off. <laughs> They're like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Anywho. Long story short. 
Oh, shit. Fire was out. <laughs> and I should stop there. Uh, is there any... Because uh, really, that's all I wanted. Oh, I guess I do have a couple national political questions to ask you first. Ugh, gag. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> Word this perfectly. Right? I don't even know exactly. I got like three questions in my head. I don't want to ask all three of them, so I'm trying to blend them together, and I'm probably not going to accomplish it. I don't care. That's fine. Uh, first one, real blatant, and like obvious. Who do you think? Who do you think the Republican candidate for the next election cycle will be? Uh, DeSantis. DeSantis has got a lot of hype. Do you think he's going to beat Trump out in the primary, or because do, I don't see Trump relinquish like Trump's going to. F- Take that to the fucking grave. Like, he's going to go down swinging on running. Should. As you should. If you're going to do something, you do it all the way. Yep. That's true. And God bless him for that. Do I think he's going to win? Absolutely not. But you th- you think he'll lose the prime, like the Republican. Blah, blah, blah. You think DeSantis has enough of a gap on him to win the primary? <sighs> There's a lot of hardcore Trump people. Which? What do you think DeSantis's biggest... Ben, like what? What do you think's gonna swing the most voters for him? He's not Trump. That's a damn good answer. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. I was, let's be honest. I was hoping you were gonna say something else, but that was by far the best answer on the board. He's not. He's not Trump. Number one. Yep. He's got some really good politics that you know. Look at Florida; they're not economically deprived because of COVID. I'll give them that. They did a really good job during COVID, even though it's against what a lot of people think about COVID and blah, blah, blah. People were flocking to Florida. <laughs> well, he has Riddle a, me DeSantis that. has a fucking, uh, what is it, scoreboard. <laughs> he's yeah. like, scoreboard. <laughs> he's like, my scoreboard. doing fucking great. Um, so, look at that. Look at that. Is that him alone? Absolutely not. There's a lot of people that work underneath him that do amazing work also, by all means. But, I like he's kind of a zero bullshit kind of guy. I've seen him videos of him putting reporters into place and things like that that are trying to swindle things out of him that aren't necessarily his opinion, but they want it worded to where it could be kind of misconstrued misconstrued. So I do like him for that. He's willing to stand up for what he's got. From what I know, you know, there's always a if and but but I do think he's going to win over Trump because he is not Trump. Do you think if he does take, if he does beat out Trump in the primary, and then he's the Republican bid on the ticket, one, do you think Trump accepts that and just lets DeSantis be Biden if he's still alive uh, go at it? Or do you think he runs as an independent party? Can you? Yeah, you can run it as a third party. It was just like, uh, what was it, the Bush election where, uh, yeah, they split the vote. And the, uh, what was, it? was that I when? Think, uh, I think he should. Yeah? I think he should, absolutely. Because more power to you. You're an American citizen yeah. also. Get after it, brother. Yeah, and I mean, I think at that point, if you're going to, with all the shit you've you know, said and done for Stop the Steal, everything, like, You've already got everything in the fucking, like, you've got everything on the line at this point. Like, even if you lose out at that, especially being, you know, that's, it's his last kick at fame. The dudes, both oh, Biden I, and, both Biden and Trump 
Trump's what seventy eight now, and I think Biden's eighty on the dot. Like they're both fucking geriatrics. The motherfuckers are old, and I think after this election, if he doesn't get reelected this year and he's still alive to run the following election, I think by then all your fucking all your gas is gone. Like all your hype is gone. There's See, been eight years. I don't think so because before, way before any of this presidential shit came up. Tupac and Biggie were rapping about wanting to be gangsters like Trump. That was before he <laughs> fucking ran for president. Yeah. <laughs> and there you go. He had fame and clout way before he wanted to be president. No, so, I, I agree with that. But do you think at any point, once he became president and it's been eight years, because when was 2016 four, he got elected? Four, yeah. six. So we're going on seven years since he first ran. Do you think any of that prior notoriety has lost its lust? Because, like, at this point, nobody knows Trump as the dude from, uh, fuck, what was his TV show called? Uh, not the not the intern or where he went fucking, god dang it. But, uh, you know, he lost, like, I don't think anybody in the... Young anybody younger than us knows him for anything other than his presidency, and I think at this point anybody who did know him for his prior life outside of his presidency can see past President Trump. Like I don't think anybody, like if you say just the name Donald Trump, nobody goes, "Oh, the guy from The Apprentice," or "Oh, the guy from the hotels." They go, "Oh, the president," or you know, the former yeah. president. Oh, of course, of course. So do you think with, say, this election cycle goes through, he doesn't get elected, doesn't matter who gets elected, and then another, because we're talking six years from today, uh, well, not from today, but six years from now, I just don't think he has that devout follow, like, he's still, there's going to be, you know, the forever Trumpers, the, you know, people that never voted their entire adult life, came out, voted for Trump. Trump and still support him till the day they die. I think those people still be there, but I think the core base kind of the, you know, the core voting base that they need to appeal to. I think my personal feelings on it is by then everything about Trump will be whitewashed except for his presidency, which his presidency wasn't all bad by any means. Uh, but I do think there's enough prop wash and just there's enough confusion around it the by the time that comes around i just don't see it being viable for a run i could see him easily running for whatever he wants and winning it through his notoriety for anything else but the dude doesn't need any other position other than the presidency the dude's you know got plenty of money he's doing fine on that it's just a power trip at this think about it the reason why DeSantis would win is because he's not trump Oh, no, no, I'm not saying, I'm not trying to refute that. I completely agree with that. I think that's DeSantis's only chance of winning the right. It's just being, hey, I'm not Trump. This is what I'm go. Like, this is what I'm running on. This is what, you know. I think a lot of people were turned off by some of the actions he did, which I voted for him. He was a good president at the time. Hate him or love him, whatever. But some of the things he said and did turned a lot of people away. Yeah. I'll say that. No, without a doubt. And that's – so I never voted for Trump. Uh, I didn't – the first – in 2016 when he first ran, I supported Trump. I was 
all for it. Didn't vote. Uh, just fuck what eighteen at the time, something like that. Didn't give a shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, I had a Make America Great Again hat. Whatever. Second second term he ran. Didn't vote for him. Didn't vote for uh, the opposition. Voted for somebody who sure shit didn't win. Uh, but by that point, I was just. I agreed with several of the things Trump had done during his election. I just didn't see him as the figure to do the best for America. Neither did I believe that about the individual who's currently sitting in office. But uh, we can't, you know, like I said, the person I voted for did not win. <laughs> yeah, me neither. But uh, <laughs> uh, I forgot where I was going with that. But I'm excited to see that runoff. I'd really, I really want to just see how... I want to see how DeSantis positions himself because I think he has a really good chance of making just running on if he just runs on what he's going to do and then just lets people know that it's going to be different than when Trump was in office. I'm not Trump like this is how I do, you know this is how I'm going to do things. Just be very upfront, kind of be more of your normie Republican because I think next bout. If you have literally anybody versus the Biden ticket, any generic individual, I think they take the election uh, due to, honestly, I think enough of the U.S. population is just caught on to whether Biden's done a good job or a bad job, uh, completely null and void of any of his political actions. I think everybody kind of realizes that shouldn't be the man with power of the world like he's just like the way i have to explain it like if you're if your grandparent any of y'all think of your grandparent if they've had a stroke or any major heart like any major health issue and go i think they're fit to rule not rule we're not a direct you know <laughs> we're not a theocracy or theocracy is uh, religious um but yeah we're not a you know, dictatorship. We're not a uh, God. I'm forgetting all my fancy college words, man. Bums me out. Really bums me out when I can't say the words I want and I have to stick to four letter words. Monarchy. Man, <laughs> yes, goddamn. Jesus, Mike. Why are you smarter than me? Sorry. Uh, this not is sorry. your. This is your. This is your host, Sean. He's he's the smart one. I just I just know how to run the electronics I, around here. I love here. politics. <laughs> love politics. But um, I think most people just realize that. He, he just probably shouldn't be the one man in the ship. Dude, for know? sure. Left, like, right, center. Everybody's <laughs> like, that guy's fucking... Uh, he remembers when black people couldn't drink out of the same water fountains. Yeah. And, and I mean, all that, even all that aside, I, like, I just truly, like, the dude could keel over at any time, and if you have to pump him full of drugs to get through any public speaking engagement, it's just not the, like... It just kills me. Like, I don't want the presidency to be between two 80-year-old geriatric fucks. Like, <laughs> Welcome to the presidency. Like, I'm not trying to be crazy and be like, I want some 32-year-old in the house. Like, you know, running Last the fucking white house. I think they want the Gen Right? But, like, no. Like, they're just too old. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. You're too old. At some point, you retire, you go play golf, and you die. Like, that's... That's the dream. <laughs> that's what everybody <laughs> does. And I wish these two old fucks would just get the hit. Or just bow out, take Kamala with you because none of us want her. Uh, but <laughs> let her retire, give her a pension, cut her a check, get her the fuck out of our lives. I don't want to deal with her anymore. Uh, not that she's done anything relevant, but uh, exactly. Uh, <laughs> name, name anything. 
Name anything that's not a meme. Um, <laughs> and that was going to be my other question. Uh, who do you think, if they change it, I think they're going to and they're trying their damnedest to, but who do you think's Biden's VP for next ticket? Because I don't think they're going to push Kamala through with this one. No way. I don't think Biden's going to go like, I don't think he's got a goddamn chance. Who but does, who do you he, think is he going for re-election? Oh yeah, well, he's not gonna. He he's going for re-election. He's. He, I don't think he's formally addressed it. He's done everything to not formally not address. It. Like he's he's gonna run if he's alive. He even made the. <laughs> it was one of the funny jokes he made at the ribbon cutting. Jordan chuckled at it. and She didn't really get it. She's like, why is he? chuckling or whatever but uh he was like i'll be at the ribbon cutting i was like motherfucker that's a government bridge project that shit ain't gonna be done in my lifetime nonetheless the next three years bud because uh, <laughs> your ass my guy <laughs> yeah i'm sorry your but, ass is grass <laughs> yeah that bridge ain't getting done you ain't gonna be at that bridge ribbon cutting i'm sorry maybe the start of the project not the end of the project yeah the ribbon cutting in a bag <laughs> but because because I don't even know who they're trying to position to run with him. I know that if if they have if they want any chance for him to win again, uh, I think they have to put somebody else on the ticket as the VP. Um, Kamala has the lowest approval rating, I think, of a B- VP ever, which is crazy because she really hasn't done anything. She hasn't done anything bad. She hasn't done anything good. She's just probably the most unlikable person super next to DeSantis, not DeSantis, the fucking, the dude that nobody even knows who he is or what he's done or the dude who just lied about everything. Which one? Uh, the He was like real famous for it now. He just it, it came out. He's a senator from, oh, shit. <clears throat> Pence, I forget what state he represents, but um, just basically came it, it came out that he lied about everything. Like he's a politician, uh, no, but no, no, like everything, like the school, like the dude. He's just kind of a pathological liar. Like he just everything he said. Come I can't, to the job, <laughs> dude is just like you know none of the schools he said he has like three aliases he you know they caught he they found pictures of him in drag he denied that and it was like no no that it was like well yeah but only on saturdays uh, <laughs> every first saturday of the month you but, drag show. but no just he was <laughs> quoted uh uh because somebody asked him a question he's like yeah i'm jewish he like came out he wasn't jewish he was like no no i meant like i'm i'm Jewish, like I'm like kind of like kind of. Grandpa Jew. was a Jew. <laughs> yeah, right? He's like I'm just good with money, okay. Uh, <laughs> but no, it was just, and he's been caught in. Uh, like, I think he was running a pyramid scheme and like shit in prior year. Dude, just like Jesus. The, probably the only more unlikable person than Kamala. But I just because I know what's that oh, crazy bitch uh, lied about being an Indian. Uh, Kamala. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> dang it, I can't remember. I don't know but what I'm um, talking about. yeah, we're getting we're I, getting crazy. I here. can't help you there, brother. Um, but yeah, so no no ideas of who you think they'll push in there because my thing is they have. I don't know if they'll let Joe run again. No matter who his VP will be, I don't think they'll let him run again. Who do you think they put? Who do you think they push instead of Joe? Like Buttigieg? Did do good last time. Oh no, it's garbage. His, his you've rep, seen his, you've, you've seen the fucking flight schedules. The motherfucker. It was one job: keep planes in the air. Where planes? Not in the air. <laughs> his reputation's not great. Oh, dude, dude's garbage. 
He's a fucking, he's a cuck. So, Bernie, this is your best time to go. I'll vote for 90-year-old Bernie. Fuck yeah. <laughs> At least Fuck that yeah. dude's ran on the same shit for the last 60 years. I respect that. You gotta that. respect him for that. <laughs> oh, God. Holy cow. Yeah, it's a, I think they're stuck in a rock and a hard place right now. They're looking for, I think, anyone who's willing to do it. No. I just don't want to see Trump and Biden on the ticket again because to me that's just a Trump will a, be on the ticket a loss loss situation. I don't think I don't know if Biden will even if they'll even let him. That's the thing It's because they're like we need to get this guy out. Yeah, it's because he's no longer the man, the man he once was. Because he yeah. used to be the dude. You know, you look at old videos of him talking, or even during the Obama presidency. Totally fucking different person. Okay, he used sl- to be little Mister Slick Silver, dude. Used to be the dude, and now he's just not. Now he's and just they're like, we need sleepy to, Joe. We need to hide Grandpa somewhere <laughs> else besides on the podium. <laughs> yeah. And so I think that's kind of how they're looking at it. Who they're going to put there? Couldn't tell you. Yeah, I think that's all I've got for. Do you have any ideas? Do you have any thought? Uh, I mean, I think I think Joe's going to run again. I think. He's going to do everything in his power to run again. I don't think the Dems are in a spot where they have... If they had someone that they could just plug in that spot and push through, not only do I think they'd do it, I think that person would also win. Um, but I don't think they have that person. Like I said, they got you know Pete Buttigieg. He... Will get, he has abysmal ratings as it is. Uh, he should be, you know can from his position as is and not a chance he wins in an election and all the other Dems that would be on the ticket, I just don't think would hold a torch t- to the name of any anybody that would go up as the Republican candidate. So I think if they don't put Biden, I don't, I think if they don't run with Biden again, they know it's a loss. And I think if they just run on what they're kind of run, you know, the economy's doing better, we're bringing it back, you know, just enough fluff service and there's enough people that'll just sign the ticket to, you know, parties will. Uh, same on the right, you know, there's plenty of people that no matter who the fuck goes on the ticket, you know, red till the day I die, same on the blue side. Um, I think Biden's their best bet. I don't think he's America's best bet, but I think that's the Dems' best bet. I just think they have to put a different VP in and kind of restructure the way they uh, run their campaign uh, going into the next election cycle. But I just I don't see who they would replace them with without just because my thing is I don't think the Democratic Party because if they were to push. The standing president out of the way, trying because I'm not even sure how that necessarily works. If he gets a personal say in it, like if he gets to, I don't know. I'm not sure. That's above my pay grade. I probably should have looked into conspiracy that. theory time. Ooh, yes, tinfoil hat. <clears throat> Put your tinfoil hat on, everybody. So they do push Biden, sure. Alien people. No, different different <laughs> VP. It could be anybody they want, right? Anybody they want to be VP. Because we're you do vote on the VP, yes, but your main primary. Everybody pays attention to the president. That's the thing. Everybody pays attention to him. Mm-hmm. It could VP could be whoever you want. Biden dies. He's old. 
He's getting senile. That's why we got to get Kamala the fuck out of there, dog. <laughs> Biden dies. So they 100% will replace her. Or they put whoever they want, push the ticket, they off him. Right? 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 Tracking? Tracking? No, I'm, I'm tracking. Then they get to have whoever they want. Yeah, who do you think, who do you think their canary in the coal mine will be? <sighs> Which senator should I pick? Which Democratic senator? Pick one. Couldn't fucking tell you in any of them. Yeah. No, I could. I could see that. I mean, who says Biden's not dead already? The bingo. <laughs> Elvis is still out there, <laughs> dude. Fucking old Adolf still running a muck down in Argentina. His jeans are probably. Oh, for sure. That dude didn't kill himself. No way. Anywho. Tinfoil hat. Off. You're good, guys. <laughs> um, before we completely shift gears, anything uh, local politically we're going to address or um, keep all of our friends? <laughs> yeah, local politics are hard to talk about. Uh, there's a lot of dog ears out there for uh, projects and whatnot going out. Um some water projects happening that we want to have happen, you know, restoration of certain stations and things, getting a new tank into the city system, uh, Port and Harbor. We talked about that before the Harbor project. Yeah, we talked about that last week a little bit. We had the governor and no, we had both senators come down and go through the Harbor, go through the city, blah, 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 see everything, talk to people, go to the school and, you know, dog ear some projects, which is, Kind of a shady, I don't know if I agree with it, the dog, the dog here system. They're like, we'll dog hear it and, you know, we'll talk about it. And we'll, we'll revisit it and yeah. next time we need some uh, election cred. Truth uh. <laughs> that, too. <laughs> so, you know, and a lot of people who work for these places are like, we'll vote for whoever's going to pat our backs. Kind of like uh, Murkowski. Same way. Uh, she's heavily involved with native corporations and things like that in the union. Her husband's a union guy has been for a long time. And so she's kind of in bed with, you know, the natives and the union. And that's those people vote for her because that's their best interest. They're going to keep the lights on. Voting for her is going to get them more projects, more money, more time, more overtime, blah, blah, blah. So you see a lot of that happen in a lot of these projects that are pushing forward. And she's all about helping Alaska, what it seems, you know. Do I agree with her politically? No. Not even the slightest. But she does put forth a lot of Alaska projects. Are they affecting me yet? Have I seen a lot of Alaska projects from her? No, but there are remote villages and things like that, which are getting water plants and things that I know of. Mm -hmm. You know, Kotzebue is getting a new water plant, the most high-tech water plant in Alaska, for sure. It's a nanofiltration plant. It's going to be like $42 million or something like that. That's paying for it. So there's a lot of projects happening that we don't get to see that she's helping out on to get her vote, maybe. So who knows? Who knows? No. Who freaking knows? Even the nuclear power plants. Have you seen the, the, the modular about? ones up in uh, uh, Fairbanks? Yeah, I've just very per you know very surface level, but yeah, I talked to a guy at HEA, and there's a lot of people who believe that's the next thing. It's yeah. truly the next thing, and there's like. 
small ones you can get for your house that they bury underground and it runs your house and people are going to be selling power back to the power company, mm-hmm. which is not in the power company's best interest. Oh, never is. I mean, same, there, you know, same things going on with the solar in certain places. It's at a much smaller scale than what nuclear power would be at. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So there's a lot of that talk because natural gas, where you're going to have to have a pipeline or some way to get it here, a dock, a big freight dock where you ship, you know, natural gas here. Who knows? But that was a tangent. Um, I think local politics wise, Alaska is a fucking crazy place. (laughs) It's totally a fucking crazy place. Yeah. I guess we'll leave it at that. I do like it that. A lot of our politicians actually still work for a living. Yeah. That's a lot of them are fishermen, electricians, plumbers. A lot of them still actually work for a living, which is really cool. Yeah. It's refreshing for once because at least you had, you at least have a foot in the real world. Yeah. Because there's a point you reach in any career where your whole life revolves around that. Everybody in your life revolves around that. It's just like you lose sight of the real picture. And that's my biggest issue with all politics is, you know, you've got people making a really good living and I don't want to hear no bitching from nobody about, and they only make 180,000 a year. It's really good money. If you know how to fuck it. Well, they have to have a house in DC and somewhere else. Um, cool. Oh. You get two real estate opportunities, two markets to that invest brings in. up a good thing for me. <laughs> Uh, talk about the state of Alaska. We should move the capital. Oh, that that needs to happen a long time ago. Yep. It probably won't ever happen because the second that happens, Juno evaporates. Kind um, of, yeah. In a way, but there's no reason. I. That's one of those things. There, something like your capital, where all of your major, any anything major, occurs in your capital building. You know, you're having all your votes. You know, everything important is going to happen at the Capitol. And having it in a location that limits access to the public, I think outright should be illegal in every state. It's definitely a unique thing up here. Most place, most states don't have chains of islands. Uh, think about it like this. And shit like that. But there's the fact that if there was a big, if there was a huge vote going on, and say even like a protest, something like that, to physically go there, you'd have to hop on a plane or take several boats. Yeah. And I just, I think that's, people can't undem- that. it's undemocratic. Like it's just, Absolutely. It, and I'm not saying that there's any, you know, tinfoil hat shit going on, but it opens the door. And that's the only reason tinfoil hat shit exists is because people leave the door open for it. And do you know, I've never been there once. Me neither. I don't know what it looks like. I don't fucking, I don't even know how to get there. Um, <laughs> think about it like this. If Texas was the state of Alaska, it'd be like if Cuba was, was the capital, the capital of Texas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's just like. You, it may not be exact measurements, <laughs> but, but let's think about that's that. The closest, it, well, it'd be like uh, close if like in Florida, you had the capital on the furthest Key West chain island. And you either and have to take a boat or a plane to go pick it. Yeah. And it's like, uh, what? Because, like, when I lived in Oklahoma, we had teacher rallies that would go up to the Capitol. And, you know, it's one of the lowest paying states for teachers, which is insane. And they would go to the Capitol, pick it, and try to get some kind of result in protest. You can't do that here. It's just not going to happen. It's not on the road system. 
And most of the people in Alaska live on the road system. And so keeping capital away from the majority of the people of Alaska, what's the population of Juneau? Uh, it's de- it's like, I think it's like 40,000. It's actually, for which, for Alaska, up there. I think it's, um, I mean, I'm assuming it's probably third largest. It might be like fifth, depending on what they consider the population like Wasilla and Palmer is. Um, but it is, you know, it's got a decent, you know, sizable population. But the reason that population is there, a lot of it has to do with political position like there's a lot of you know there's a lot of economic drivers through the capital being there mm-hmm. and there's a lot of people that come and go through Juno just for that reason and it drives a lot of like real estate there super high which any coastline city will be that way but it wouldn't be nearly as high as it is if the capital wasn't there there's a lot of a lot of factors the kind of prop up Juno for that reason but I just, it's been discussed for forever, and I think it just, it needs to be moved. I don't think there's necessarily something shady going on or anything like that, but it's just, it's not fair to like, because even if, say, you lived in a village, you could get a flight to Anchorage to go protest or go, you know, sit in on a hearing, something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. But now, if, say, you live out in Bethel or Nome Cots anywhere off the road system, fly into Anchorage, fly into June. Like it just, it makes everything exponentially harder. Same for us. Like we'd have to drive to Whittier, hop on a ferry, take it to Valdez, hop on a ferry, go from Valdez to Juneau, or, you know, fly from, you know, drive up from Homer to Anchorage, get on a flight from Anchorage, go to Juneau. And not everybody's got the extra, what, $300, $500? Shit, much more. I mean, if realistically, if me and you wanted to go to Juno tomorrow, we're looking at either two hundred dollar Raven flight to Anchorage, or you know about the same in hours. gas. Yeah. yeah, round trip about the same in gas. So we'll say two hundred for that. Flights probably five hundred ahead, even in state. So you're looking five hundred round. You know, it's going to be an eight hundred dollar bill plus lodging plus you know because you have to stay there. You can't go and come back you can't like there's none of those options so it's just it just makes everything more difficult and it makes it kind of a walled garden and it just cuts down on the say the average person has there's no pressure from civilians you know what i mean no there's no pressure at all it's like putting dc on an island yeah there'd be no pressure if they wanted to do whatever there would be no capital riot <laughs> there would be none of this picketing outside <laughs> no you know, no it, Martin Luther King march, no nothing like. There's just be nothing like that. No, that was that was. Uh, we should have led with that one. I could have, I could have fucking. So there's some serious drivers when it comes to that. Oh yeah, no, like I mean, I know a couple real estate developers down there. They do really well for themselves, and a lot of it's driven by they have the a, capital. There. They've got a college there. The capital. It's a beautiful place. I've heard. So I've heard. It rains a lot. So I've heard. (laughs) Never been there because it's that far away. And there ain't nothing cool. Like, I can catch the same fish here. I can shoot the same shit here. And cooler shit. I don't know. Oh, whoop-de-doo. That being said, I would hate to see the capital in Anchorage, though. (laughs) Put it in Willow. Wasilla. Somewhere up there. I think Nikiski. Nikiski? (laughs) 
their big oil town. I haven't been to Nikiski in years. Stick it at Nikiski. Stick it <laughs> Give me a reason to go to Nikiski. Yeah. No. Uh, fair, I mean, Anchorage is the obvious place it should go. Biggest population, center point of the state. Anchorage is just a fucking dump. Um, kind of is. A little bit. No, it, it for sure is. And even everybody knows it is. It's just, and it could be a great place. To a it's degree. one of the most beautiful towns in the country until you look at the town or the city. Because the city's garbage. A lot fucking of it's hot dog water. A dude. lot of it's old. Yeah, that's a problem. It's all fucking, it was nice in like 1960. And they just fucking were like, ah, this is cool. Let it ride. <laughs> the thing about Alaska is if you don't take care of your shit, it'll be beat to death by yeah. the elements. You know, if you don't paint every. Five years, ten years, shit. Five years, your shit's gonna rot away, fade, and look like shit. Oh, Paul was telling us about uh, when we were out at Adak. Did y'all see the old decrepit church? Oh yeah, big time. time? Oh yeah. He was telling us like five years ago they were in there sitting in the pews, looking at the Bibles. That thing's almost to the ground. It's dilapidated, (laughs) to say the least. The motherfucker, half the roof's gone. Like what? A lot of the old military housing, the wind has just blown it apart. Yeah. Just blown it apart. Nothing but wind, rain, and some harsh-ass elements. And that yeah. shit, that town just slowly being obliterated. Yeah. So, welcome to Alaska. You gotta take care of your shit or it's gonna be fucking gone. In a hurry. It's like, shit don't last in Alaska. There's buildings here in town, and you can tell exactly which ones were built in the 70s. 100%. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just because you're like, is that a crack house? <laughs> it wasn't at one point. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, and that's my problem with Anchorage because the whole thing just hasn't been revamped. You just need some infrastructure work. It could be gorgeous. It could be one of the biggest. Like truly, I think if you spruced it up, move the capital there, put a couple more, you know, throw a couple more economic drivers there. Biggest real estate market in the world, in my opinion. I think long term, huge. Right now, hot dog water. I wouldn't buy a home there because even if you have. An immaculate property, immaculate house. It's to be surrounded by some dumpy ass shit. Like, uh, that just bothers the. Well, it's only because we live in Homer you think that. Imagine if you lived in Oklahoma. Well, I've seen <laughs> some dumpy ass shit, but it's just like, I don't know. There's just, it has such great potential, and they're just like, nah. <laughs> nah not going to happen. <laughs> not worth it. Not yeah. worth my time. Anchorage has gone through some political stuff here lately that I'm not totally clued in on. I think there's a mayor wrongdoing that happened, and all kinds. He touched of, a kid. Some, some some shady shit. He touched a kid. He did what? He touched a kid. Really? I have no clue. I'm just he making wild could allegations. Have, he could have at this point. I don't know. <laughs> it seems like everybody, if they did some shit, they either fucking took a picture up somebody's skirt, touched a kid. But I think it was some shady business. He's got mm. lawsuits and stuff against uh, him now, yeah. and he was just elective. And their city council's pretty. F- Stacked one way, if you know what I mean. <laughs> like we got done with our mask mandates really early. Well, Anchorage had struggles with the pandemic, yeah. And they've got a homeless issue, and you name it, it's it's a real thing. Dumpy ass town for us, for <laughs> sure. Yeah, we're, we're <laughs> if I lived spoiled. there, I'd be like, oh, this is lovely. Yeah, there are some gorgeous parts of town, but it's just like they could all be that way if just the tiniest bit of effort got put in. Well, anyways, enough with all the boring bullshit. Yeah, now that uh, everybody's tuned out, let's talk about the important doom shit. Doom and gloom. Only the real people get the important stuff. So um, yeah. that's why you listen all the way through. 
Not only because it's amazing content, but because you get the cool shit at the end. Um, mm. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, wanted to touch on a couple things real quick. First off, I uh, hope everybody's stoked because next Friday, you'll be hearing this this Thursday. So a week and a day from when you're listening to this, we will have the Alaska draw results for hunting out. Yes. It's going to be sick. Totally not going to draw anything again this year. Just, uh, just bummer. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, we're going to draw all the things. Hopefully. Probably not. But uh, I'm hoping between the two of us, we draw one of uh, the 10 different shits we Something. put in for. <laughs> um, but that's super exciting. We're still trying to figure out what we want to do for that episode. We want to do something special for you guys. So if you have any ideas, let us know at average underscore Alaskan underscore podcast on Instagram or directly at Michael underscore Swoboda or Sean underscore Louvre, L-U-V. Let us know what your ideas are. We're probably going to stream it to Instagram, kind of do a live thing there. We'll do also live. record it. Um, and I, I want to, it's tough because when you look up your draws, like you just, it's like right there, blah, you either got them or you don't. So I, I, I'm trying to figure out the best way to make it interactive, something fun. I think getting like Jordan in here, have her have the computer. We just go all day without looking at it and have her, you know, pull it up. Because she can search everybody's names and just go through it. It'd be fun to turn it into like some form of like drinking game or something. Freaking like, like, all right, did I get this one? No, shot. Fuck. Uh, did I get this one? <laughs> Everything's a drinking game. You can make it anything. Oh, exactly. Uh, but we want to make it fun for you guys. So uh, give us your opinions on that. You can also email us at averagealaskanpodcast at yahoo.com. Um, but let us know your ideas on that. We got a week to figure it out. Um, it's going to be fun regardless. Uh, and it's going to be even more fun if we draw our hunts. Because if we draw a hunt, we get to do a little way too early planning and just blabber and be all giddy and excited. That's the best point of drawing anything. <laughs> yeah. And it'd be awesome because if we get a little tuned up, because I know we're going to not draw quite a few things. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, <laughs> I shouldn't say that. It's a hundred percent lottery. We could draw everything, um, which would also kind of be a problem because your boy ain't got that much money. <laughs> Welcome to the world we live in. <laughs> never enough money. Bet your ass will take a loan and quit all my jobs for a year though. And chase some tags. It'd be awesome. <laughs> Sorry, it's a paternity leave or something like that. <laughs> I'm taking a sabbatical. <laughs> a sabbatical. A leave of absence. Mm-hmm. Um. But we'll got that coming up next week. So for anybody who just forgot when those come out, it's next week. Be excited. Be excited with us and tune in with us and be excited with us. We'll with sure us be on and us. talking to people and shooting the shit and doing what we do best and blabber. Heck yeah. We should try and scrounge up one or two guests for that. Some special that be- some special guests that'd be easy, light for the listeners, something fun. Something fun. Mm. Fun is my middle name. Sean Fun Love. Yeah, my parents are hippies. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Anything but hippies. <laughs> oh, your dad's got a hippie streak in him, let's be honest. I mean, a little bit, for <laughs> sure. Oh, but that's all we got for tags. But part of tags is hunting season. And what's hunting season coming up? <laughs> <laughs> I like the way you did that. Good transition. I, I was working with something. I was working with something there. Um, no, but we've got Black Bear 
coming way too soon. Not too soon because it could be sooner. I'm excited. I'm ready. April, man. But it's getting really close. This warm weather's got me itching. Long days. I just want to go sit on a beach and not see anything for 10 hours and then have a 10-second opportunity. (laughs) But (laughs) have you done anything yet for black bear season, or what are you going to do leading up to black bear season to get ready? Picked up some new knives. Picked up the, ah, shit. It was actually a gift from Smith's dad. Ooh. It was, He's always got good shit. It was the, for sure, uh, what are they, friction forged steel on the edge, which makes it wicked. It does something to the molecules that makes them smaller and harder. So it's a harder edge, which helps with edge retention. And it's wicked sharp and stays wicked sharp for a long time. It is the Diamond Knife Company, I believe. Diamond Knives. It's... um. Alaska Knife Company and someone, Diamond, they merged. And so they used friction technology made here in Alaska. Ooh. All kind, yeah. Schnary. Super cool. And it's by far the sharpest knife I've ever put my hands on. Hands down. Pretty freaking cool. Hell yeah. I've heard there's stories on their page of people going through two, three moose without even tuning up the edge. It's awesome. No, awesome. That's, that's like, I hope it turns out to be something like that Evanson Beta. Uh, custom I have because same thing that thing would just cut through everything it's pretty dull now but it's you know touched over 30 animals easy so no it's those those hard steels those super strong steels they're super nice they're hard to rehone like once they get dull it's hard to get that edge back uh, just because you know the process they go through to form that first edge but they do just stay sharp for freaking forever yeah. and, and once you get that edge re-put on they stay pretty good yeah they've got a deal where you can ship it back and Oh, that's slick. put the edge back on for you and bring it back. And then they give you a guide inside the packaging to how to what degree. It's like eighteen degrees on the final edge or something like that. Nice, wicked sharp. Well, hopefully we'll touch that to a couple bears this year. Yeah, because we touched our knives to zero bears last spring. Zero bears. We had some stuff going on, but uh, Life I for I foresee some extra trips being booked this year. So um, real excited for that. I. Don't think I'm going to get to go on my dad's brown bear hunt anymore, which is just super, super bummy. Um, might get a weekend out of it. Might go spend way too much money to just make an appearance, but I'd love to do that. Probably be my dad's only brown bear hunt. He does. Um, and I really hope he gets one. And I just am a control freak and feel like if I'm not there, that motherfucker for sure ain't going to kill shit because his <laughs> ass ain't going to want to get off the boat. <laughs> <laughs> he loves being on the boat. Uh but, no, I'm stoked. I'm super excited. When? Because we haven't really talked about this much at all. We talked about it a little bit. But um, when do we want to try and book that first week? Like, when do we – what's that first week we want to set aside? Because last year, what, we went out, like, first week of we April? First week of April. And there was first week of April. a little high. Yeah, we saw – I mean, we saw a good amount of bears. Um, not, you know, we were just out for three days. Uh, it turned into being the only trip we got to do that spring, the two of us. Um, but, yeah, they were st- it was still a little early. They're still up by their dens. Uh, not a lot of green yet. Um, so, hopefully, if we have the same weather pattern, we'll definitely have to play it by ear with the local weather. But you thinking like second, third week of April for the first uh, one? Or? I want to say the third week. So the week of the 16th through the 22nd. 
Yeah, get the first weekend out April there. April twenty. I bet you. I will bet you five dollars right now. You'll shoot a bear, more than one maybe. For every bear we shoot on April twentieth, and then it's another twenty dollars. So twenty bucks a bear. Twenty bucks a bear. And I bet we're going to shoot them on April twentieth. I'll take that because that's the lucky day. Fuck yeah, I'm cool with that. Tax day is the eighteenth, I think. <laughs> you smoke three bears in four twenty. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll smoke a couple black doobies. No, that'd be that'd be a blast. I'm so stoked. I'm ready. We it's probably my favorite thing to do. Honestly. Dude, spring bear is just like because my thing is it's like the one season where if I don't kill anything, I could give zero. F- like I, I'm a very zero f's given kind of dude when it comes to hunting like i just love being out there but the spring bear hunt like it's just dude, the, the best time in alaska. alaska oh dude as long as you're not anywhere where breakups happening uh so any roadway oh, <laughs> that's the yes, worst no dump <laughs> yeah exactly that shit's garbage uh but being out and about in the spring you've got the so early green. migration so of the cranes green greenery's coming up the bugs haven't showed up yet it's like perfect weather it was a little chilly the first night last last trip we did in my opinion it's some of the best hiking and oh well because the underbrush hasn't grown up you can run into some snow which can be a bummer you'll run into some stretches of you know snow under like heavy timber that hasn't got any sunlight that's a bummer because you'll be like three miles in you're like oh cool we have to post hole half a mile oh and this shit's up to my nuts didn't count for oh, that. It's so wet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that can be a bummer. But outside of that, it's just, oh, it's a great time to yeah. be out in Alaska. Well, especially on the coastline. Man. Yeah, we're definitely getting across the bay hunting this year. We had one on the books planned, and then my old man had his heart attack. Y'all have heard about that. I went and did my own personal, or not personal hunt, but went and uh, guided six clients. Not guided, transported six clients. Um for all you feds out there listening, uh, goddamn feds, <laughs> get my lingo right. Um, but went and transported six hunters. All of them were successful on the weekend. We were supposed to go out and be successful ourselves. Um, but that'll definitely be happening. It'd be nice to make another head of the bay trip. Um, I just got to figure out my transportation for that. I think I got a think I got a solution in the books for that. But because old, old trusty Rusty's gone. I never even let her get rusty. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. We'll get something cool here in the future. <laughs> but no, super stoked for that. So hopefully second week of April, you're going to be carrying your 6.5 again this season, most likely? More than likely, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think about, I'm thinking about putting a different scope on it, though. Not sure what I'm getting it yet. Because you've got... I'll the 2x10 Maven on? Or what? which Maven do you have on it? It's not the 2x10. It's the 14. Oh, uh, 4x14? 4x14. Yeah, that's the RS1. Yeah. What are you thinking about putting on it? I don't know yet. Old gold ring? Uh, maybe. A loophole dupold? Maybe. Maybe you're a bigger Maven. It's oh, just, you want more mags, Yeah, huh? well, with the, with the 6.5, it could reach out there and poke things. <laughs> so, And everything I've shot is, you know... Not close. Look <laughs> 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 okay, at the three thirty eight. You're gonna shoot something pretty pretty close. Yeah, more than likely. The odds are pretty good. So think about just remounting that four by fourteen on the three thirty eight, and then throwing something new and new and fancy on. Quite it. possibly. 
Maven just came out with their new RS three and four. They're pretty slick too. So I'll have to give it a I'll have to get a look for sure. Yeah. Well, whatever you decide, make sure to let me know first, because you're Noted. not you're not you're not a deal. Mm-hmm. Noted. <laughs> oh, if you need any uh, wheeling and dealing, let me know. Uh, <laughs> that wasn't to Sean. That was to you people. Uh, Five dollars a bag. <laughs> <laughs> Call me up, dope man. <laughs> the old dealer man. Miss man with the bags. Get over here. Oh, but no, stoked. I'll be carrying my 300 again. Need to freaking pump that into a bear. Freaking stoked. I think. Did you get any new gear for this, this upcoming spring? Anything you're excited uh, to use this spring? I haven't picked up anything new yet. Uh, that'll be a bank account uh, reevaluation situation. Mm-hmm. Uh because, honestly, there's nothing I can think of that I need to add. I went pretty freaking balls out last year, and it should be good for a long time. But I uh, do need to get my uh, new rain pants uh, from Kuyu. Hey, if you're uh, someone who works at Kuyu and is listening, uh, y'all done fucked up, and I'm pretty pissed about it. So uh, y'all need to unfuck it. Uh, still haven't received my new pants from my warranty order that uh, I put in in, like, October. Um, that that really what happened? Your, did you get a blowout? Yeah, on that last moose pe- ugh, moose pack out the oh, butt right. seam yeah. split, and then take it to no more. See what they'll do for you. Oh shit! Well, Kuyu owes me. Well, I'll get my new pair. Hopefully, I'll keep the old pair, and then I'll have <laughs> bingo. Know? Exactly. Um, but because I called them, they're like, "Yeah, that's covered on the warranty. No worries. We're putting on your account. You know, a guide priority. This that da 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 da. Ba ba ba. You know, all the sweet talk." fucking crickets afterwards i even went in put another did their little bullshit email you know warranty claim thing still crickets um but so i'm gonna call them back i need to get new rain pants because those ones uh are blown out not gonna be any use and we you didn't the, run it huh? the yukons or the katanas uh yukons really yeah they it, i mean it was 100 percent my fault it was on a factory seam so it's covered by their warranty uh but i was just it was on the day three of the last moose pack out and it was towards the end of the day, you know, just on the ground, heavy pack, getting up, you know, trying to blow my butthole out. And I think cause they don't have normal belt loops. They just have that like belt built in mm-hmm. belt cinch. And you know, they kind of worked down my butt and it had weird tension on them. Just split it out as one does. I seem to do it more than most people Dude, for I some reason. Split, like four different pairs of pants. <laughs> Yeah, and you ain't known me that long. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> You've known me pretty long now, but no, I can run through some pants, but still have to get those. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything I want to add. I'm happy with my sleep system. My sleeping bag's still kicking butt. Need to wash it. Need to wash it still. I might wash it before our first hut. I need to, though. Um, pack is sturdy as ever i'll probably have that pack for the rest of eternity before it breaks um that's something i might invest in new pack new pack that's a good call actually like because my kuyu pack's pretty clapped out not gonna lie yeah and i just i I recommend get a different pack like it 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 will make your life packing that caribou out kind of sucked like, they, they do their job. I hate bashing on them for their packs, but I'm starting to just freaking, they're starting to just rub me raw in but all it, directions. it's like an, an ultralight pack, you know, when you're Exa- packing out a goat. It does everything it says it does. It just doesn't do it well. Yeah. There's better, 
Like I've said from day one, you're buying a backpack from a clothing company. Like it's just, they make a good pack, but there's backpack companies that make backpack packs. So I may invest in a new backpack probably. Where I'm going to go, I don't know. Do you have like a top three, you thinking? Uh, Barney's. I don't know if I'm going to get the massive one. I, I wouldn't get the one I got if I were you just because they make ones that'll actually fit you. 100% 100% proper. Mm-hmm. I think you'd be absolutely fine with that one. I think it's overkill for anything me and you are going to do for the most part. Because uh, it is a fucking dump truck. If you've got to carry everybody else's shit and your shit, great. Just your shit, mm, you might put too much shit in it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But they do have a good, uh, I think it's called their Hunter frame. I think that's mm-hmm. the Yukon frame with the Yukon bag. Mm-hmm. Or no, Yukon frame with the Pinnacle bag. or something. No, that's a definitely a Yukon bag. I forget what the frame is. It's their biggest Bag on their biggest frame. Yeah, it's huge. <laughs> you can fit my whole house in that thing. <laughs> it's a fucking. I love it though. It fucking it, it rocks and rolls. She's there's things I don't like about it, but the thing is fucking. If one thing bomb proof, then they ain't gonna break no time soon. Yeah. Well, I love Samantha's XO. Yeah, it's they just awesome. came out with the K4 brand know. new version. I know. Ooh. We may be splurging. We'll see. No, I'm. I'll put it this way: I'll be very envious if you get. An exo pack, whether it's a K1 or a K4, like mm-hmm. any of the, like, they're sweet packs. They see, like, they just, they're, they're what I love about a company. They for sure found their niche, they stuck to it, and they don't care what other people say. They're just like, we're going to provide the best product we can. We don't care if you want this, that, this. We don't do that. We do this, and we're going to do a damn good job of doing this. Yeah. And I just respect that, like, that's been my issue with Stone Glacier. That's been my issue with Kuyu, Sitka. Once it gets too big, once it gets bought out, then it just becomes a fucking money grab. And then quality goes to shit. Stuff gets outsourced. All of a sudden, your customer service sucks. Everything starts to suck about it, which, not pointing fingers, Kuyu, you're starting to fucking suck. Um, and I hate that because I've been giving you a lot of money for a lot of years and I really like it. But now I see the shit going to shit and I don't like that. But EXO... Big fans of Exo gear. If any of y'all are out there looking to get a pack, get an Exo pack or Barney's pack. They're to Alaska, so shout out to Barney's too. But rip the boys. Exo's U.S. made. Yeah, they're Idaho boys. We like them. They're cool. That's what's up. Buy their shit. Buy their shit. Or Kfaru. Yeah, we'll see. I don't think you can go wrong with any of them. All of them will work. If I had to, if I had to pick my top out of those three it'd probably be an exo though yeah that <sighs> kafari makes really good stuff. my thing is they make a bunch of, like i trust what aaron snyder and his team have going on there they're just they're starting to lean towards the stone glacier cool like there's i think they're going to outgrow themselves and they're going to shoot themselves in the foot and i don't think it's going to be the i don't think any of them are going to do it intentionally i think that's just the route it's going to eventually go i still think all their shit's going to be bomb proof for the next five years i just think they're getting hitting that acceleration point like i mean aaron snyder's on every podcast in the world constantly he's he's a figure his company's become a figure and it just i think that's a slippery slope to where he's trying it i mean he's always been a u.s made make good quality shit and that's his mission he's trying to stick by that I think he's going to do his best to do that. I just think there's a point 
in that business cycle where you either have to decide unlimited growth isn't a thing and you're just going to stagnate and you're going to be cool with that or you're going to let your product go to shit and make a lot of money. Yeah. That's what worries me about Kafaru. And I can never figure out what backpack I want because I've got 12 of them. And XO, they're like, this is our backpack. There's three sizes, big, little, small. Uh, pick one. <laughs> That's legit. That's legit, man. It's I like awesome. That. I like that. Yeah. Simple. They're like, the shit works. I promise you, I've been wearing this shit every day for the last 365. Shit works. I'm like, all right, I'll try it. And you're like, yeah, the shit works. <laughs> shit fucking works. I'm a big pockets kind of guy. The Kuyu bag spoiled me with the amount of pockets. Yeah. Don't go Stone Glacier then. You ain't got no pockets it's in them bitches. It's a sack. It's a fancy sack. A lot of people like that. I like at least a couple pockets. My Kuyu has a few too many pockets because I put shit in them. I'm like, I'll never forget that's in there. Lose it. Yeah. I'm like, what is that shit? And then I get back and I'm like, oh, it was in this pocket the whole time. I really could have used that day one in seven days. I do fuck with little bag organizers, the zip bags. Yeah. Fuck with them big time. Oh, that's what I've basically switched to. That's what I like about the Barneys because all the side pockets, I can just put all my zippered pockets that I I just segregate all my stuff to my likings, stick them in the pockets that will fit those pockets, and then, I mean, it's a lot of extra junk, but at least it's another layer of water protection. And Yeah. I don't know. You can never have too many bags. <laughs> I like bags. <laughs> But beyond that, that's about what I'm what I'm at. I gotta patch my my Yukon pants when I put the knife through the fucking pants. I've got a no so a couple no so patches yeah. I'm stick on there and we'll see how it goes. But Yeah. I've got some uh, uh tenacious tape too if you need. I've got that somewhere in this place. <laughs> then I'll take it to no more and be like You fix make waterproof. <laughs> yeah, and no waterproof. Now you need make waterproof. Yeah. <laughs> you go, I got you. So that would be very cool. That'd be that's, nice. But beyond that, uh, that's about all I got. Uh, probably a new rangefinder, just mm. because yeah. I want one. <laughs> I have no real good excuse for it. I mean, I got one. That, or you can get real fancy, really splurge yourself. I'm not yourself. getting no goddamn rangefinding binos. <sighs> it would be very cool. You're squandering the bag. It's what. It's worth it if you're well. Have you thought about the budget you're putting towards the rangefinder? No. Oh, and new binos too. So that might work out. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I love I love my mavens, but I would like a little more zoom for certain applications like spring bear and things like so that. So yeah, they eight by forty twos, right? Yep. Uh, yeah, the only problem if you go with an RF model of any, uh, I do have a really. If you're interested in the Leicas, I got a good. Uh, in on some really good deal on some Leica I can get you with. Um, but usually any range-finding binos are going to be 10 buys, which yeah. will be more than you're running. I run my 11s. Um, personally, I don't think you should go above 12s for your binos. you get big as fuck. Well, that and you're not going to handhold them. You're just, even with 12s, it can be tough. Uh, I shouldn't say tough. I mean, I run 11s basically the same thing. Um but I think if you're going to look at getting a new pair of binos and possibly a new rangefinder, I would look into some RFs. Even if, like, SIG, their Kilo 3000s, their 10 by 42 SIG makes some of the best ballistics, ballistic equipment across the board, period. Um, the glass might not be, you know, same class as Leica, Swaro, Zeiss. But all of your range finding, 
it's there. We had a client on that. This was a couple of years ago, back I think when they first came out with the Kilo 3Ks. Um, but I mean, pinging stuff at 1,800 yards, no problems. Dink, 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 immediate feedback. Like, great. It was good glass. They were just solid, not super huge, and they're pretty affordable. They were, shit, the Sportsman's was having a killer deal. I was trying to get Vince to buy a pair when he was looking for them. They were like 800 bucks. See, I just don't want, I don't want my binoculars and my rangefinder together. Call me anal, or but if my rangefinder fails, or the battery runs out, or some shit in my binoculars, I'm just carrying around really heavy binoculars. That's fair, but just check the battery. Yeah, but it gets wet. Oh, they're waterproof. Yeah, everything says it's water-resistant water at best. <laughs> Your rangefinder going to be water-resistant at best. <laughs> well, then I'm not carrying around really heavy binoculars. Because they're still going to do the same job as my current binoculars. Just be a little more bulky, a little heavier, blah, blah, blah. I have buttons on them. But you still have your rangefinder. Yeah, but if I get rangefinding binos, I ain't bringing my rangefinder. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like... I'm I'm confused on where your hang-up is. Sorry. I, I, I think I wasn't trying. I don't want to. <sighs> You're worried about you, them failing on you. Yeah. Correct. But what aspect? Because it's the same. The range finder part. But that's the same thing as It would be like. Finder. Like if your range finder. Like you'd have those same concerns with just a normal range finder. Though, yeah, right? but I'd still have my binoculars separate. I could leave my range finder at camp. My range finder but why would work. you do that? If it didn't work. If it fails, I still have to lug around my range finding binos with a range finder in them. So it's you're gonna, real you're, petty. Okay, you're whining on eight ounces. <laughs> it's real petty. Don't get me wrong. So you're accounting for if all your shit breaks, you're gonna be bummed out about the eight ounces. I know. I'm just concerned. Well, <laughs> oh, and if you like, you drop your shit. You drop your binos, which happens all the time. Drop them in snow. Oh, yeah. Drop them in puddles. It's wet all the time. I mean, yes, they're water resistant. <laughs> I haven't had my personal experience with it. That's fair. That's, that's what I'm saying. Hey, that's fair. Ignorance is bliss. So we. we can get to, that's what I'm, I'm just saying. saying. I would look into. We'll we'll do some off the pod, looking and talking on this. I think if you're in the market for both, it's worth it. Especially just from this fall, seeing the people who had them and seeing the people who didn't have them and seeing how fucking convenient it is to have them. Especially, I will say. From just like a civilian hunter, like just your run of the mill hunter, I don't think they're necessary. Like you can easily like I don't have a pair. I have a rangefinder and a pair of binos. But I was extremely jealous of people who were just in their binos, could see the thing, and then just like, all right, there it is. Click, oh, there's the range. Where I'd be, all right, there it is. Pull out my rangefinder. Okay, now I have like a three by. I can't really find it. I don't even. Oh wait, okay, it's right there. Uh, oh, yeah, click. Oh, it's not really son of a bitch. Uh, okay, you bring then- a good point. <laughs> <laughs> Using the glass, the rangefinder's ass. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, and I will say, I think it's mandatory if you're guiding like a client because it's nice for communicating follow ups and stuff because you never have to move. You're just you're watching it, and it's it's just a react. I mean, it's right there. You're probably ADD anyway. I know you are, but I'm talking Facts. to the other people. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> but you just hit your button. All right, it's right there. And even small things like you're looking at an animal, whether or not you're going to make a stock, you're trying to make a shot, whatever. But you're like, 
All right, there's a rock there. That's 200. All right, that and 600. I can cut 200 there. 400. It just it makes everything a lot more. You can be really analytical in your head with it mm. because you can get all that data without it was changing right there. exactly. And that's the biggest thing I noticed just in the fall. That and when people would shoot, it's douche. All right, 400, 380. 360 douche all right you can just you can follow the animal track and give ranges as you're still in your glass versus either trying to do that all through a rangefinder, which is usually at a three by or a four by magnification with a tiny objective with usually hazy glass and it just it's tough I'd see the application for having an individual one, but I think if the price point matches up to what the combination of the two would be, because you are, you brought up a good point with weight. They are heavier, but your binos are something you're never going to leave at home. Like that's just accounted yeah. for weight and it's always on your bot. It's It'll never leave your rangefinder, and you don't have to carry it in a separate pouch. Yeah. And if you're like me and like to just lose shit. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think it's especially if, like something like that Sig Kilo, it's at a price point where if you buy it and you hate it, you're not stuck with a thirty six hundred dollar piece, you know, piece of equipment that you have to try and resell and kind of a squirrely, you know, niche market. I really think it'd be something you could get behind, even with just shooting. Like, because the thing is, most because if you're gonna get a good, like, say you're gonna get like a Leica, just the rainfire. I'm just talking about an individual rangefinder. Take the nicest Leica, it probably ranges out to all right, nicest consumer level hunting grade rangefinder, probably ranges out to 1,500, 1,800 yards. You're probably paying $800 for that rangefinder alone. And then a quality pair of binos, you know, you're looking at 1800 to $1,200 at the entry level yeah. of high end. Or you can just get both of those for the price of. Either one. Okay, you know you're working me. You know I'm all about the money. Dude, I think that's the best bang for the buck in the in the RF game, man. Those Sig Kilos. Because I think they retail like 1200 Usually find them like eleven fifty mm-hmm. in range. But you find any of those deals and like I said, the one, I almost want to say they were like six fifty when I sent the link to Vince and he was like, ah, I don't know why I would get those. And I was like... Dude, that's a that's like fifty percent off right now, and they're I was like they're good. Like I was like Sig's not known for their hunting stuff. They're trying to they've done a good job of breaking into that market and kind of finding a place now. But it was kind of right before they really etched into that. Their range finding technology is amazing, though. No, yeah, all their because I mean for forever they've been you know a military company. Mm-hmm. They've and you know their stuff traditionally big bulky kind of. You know, everything was MRAD or everything. It was all kind of technical applications for it. And it just didn't have a place in the hunting world. Now they've been like, oh, that's where the money is. We can still sell the government whatever the fuck they want. These stupid people that chase animals and spend too much money, that's the market we need to be in. And they've done a good job of bringing it in at a price. Like, what I like about them, they come in at a vortex price point. But also, actually... They might finally be back in stock. Those Fury HDs, those would be the ticket from Vortex because we can get a really good deal on those. And you can, they have the AP applied ballistics. 
So you could throw in the ballistics of your creed. You can put up like three cows. That's insane. That's oh. like that's like cheating, oh, dude. dude. <laughs> that's totally it's cheating. Like God mode on GTA. This shit is dope. <laughs> you got aimbot. No, when we had the vortex guys on, I should have just. I went. I got a really nice spotting scope instead and dropped it off a fucking cliff. We could find it this spring. Hey, hopefully that'd be sick. Actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to find that thing. But I was gonna because they were like, you can have. You know, one of anything else. I was like, sick. I really wanted those range finding binos, but they were like eight month lead time on them. And I was like, I want my justification. <laughs> you know, I want it. Yeah. <laughs> and the hunting season totally could have waited. Got a super nice spotting scope instead. Really liked it. Dropped it off a cliff. Uh, <laughs> but You'd probably find it and send it back. Yeah. They say, hey, I've, I've got I've got receipts on that shit. They said they hey, you just got to find a piece of it. <laughs> It's like the end cap. <laughs> oh, God. This one picked it up, but I doubt it. We couldn't find it. It's out there. Yeah. Oh, it's for sure still out there. I Part of me wants it to be out there for like another 20 years and then some freaking high school kid trying to trap just find it. I'd be like, good for you. It's yours. It might you be a little outdated it. now, but the, hey, it's got a lifetime warranty. It was like 3K when it came out. So <laughs> You could have that shit. That, you're welcome. Yeah. The gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> the bush spotter. <laughs> uh, that came in clutch, though. Well, that was nice. Well, we had it. Yeah. <laughs> One trip. Still can't believe that. That shit pisses me off. That's why we can't have anything nice, Sean. I know. Oh, well. That's life. But I'm trying to think. No, I think the next thing I'd upgrade, if anything, I'd probably get another sleeping pad. I really like the one I have, but I kind of just want to test some other shit out. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I'm going to get a new bag. Ooh, new sleeping bag? Yeah, I like the one I got. It's just big, bulky. Yeah. Not the most ideal. It's synthetic. Which, I mean, I like synthetic bags, but it just adds. It's tough having a 30-degree bag that's that big. Yeah. Because, I mean, it'll get you done. You'll always have that bag. It's a great bag. Marmot, right? Yeah, Yeah. it's a great bag. Great bag. It just, it'll be in your quiver. For sure. Someone's got to borrow it at some point. Oh, it's a great spring bag. It's a great anything near water. If you're camping on a boat, something like that. Yeah. I would bring that thing. Um, but yeah, what have you looked into? We talked a little bit about, I need to look at, figure out that company name again. I think it's shit, but that Denmark company, we were talking huh. about it while we were ice, ice fishing, that they do the whole like body mapping down system. You can customize it a hundred percent, hundred percent, but 70% of the fill in your feet, whatever, you know, you can change it all around. And I think their top, their most expensive bags, like $400, which if you were to buy the same quality of a U.S. bag, it, you'd easily be paying $1,000. Like, we just talk about buying more U.S. stuff, Michael. Hey, what, hey, 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 Denmark. <laughs> I know one person from Denmark. I like Denmark. <laughs> uh, but, hey, shit. For three hundred bucks, you get a thousand. You pay seventy percent off. All fucking, it's it's not slave labor. Come on, it's not made in China. It's made in Northern Europe, or the, I don't know where Denmark's at. I think it's, it's <laughs> northeast, ish. Yeah, where's Copenhagen? <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> I don't know. I think it's north of Germany, northwest of Germany, Denmark. North. It's definitely north of Germany. In northwest, I said east. Yeah. East of us, west of, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> what were you thinking for bags? Any ideas yet? No, I've seen some stuff on like the Feathered Friends and things like that. Feathered Friends makes good stuff. They're just 
thousand bucks. <laughs> yeah. So we're still up in the air for it. Yeah. No, the only reason I found out about that, I think, no, I think it's Polish, actually. I don't think it's Denmark. I think it's Polish. Um, but was from that guide I did, uh, one of the guides from that last goat hunt I was on, he was from Europe, and that's all he uses for all of his puffy gear. He gets a great discount on it, but they're also just discounted at U.S. price anyways. <laughs> yeah. But, no, I'd, I'd definitely look into those. I'll try and find that link, and I'll send you that. But I definitely, I love my Stone Glacier. It's pricey, but, I mean, it's been bomb-proof. Seems like it. Kafaru, their slick bag sweet, but it's synthetic. It's a little bulkier. It's definitely 1,000% bomb-proof. Um, trying to think, because what, what temp do you plan on going with? Like a 10, 15 degree? Yeah-ish. Yeah. Because you've got a 30 degree. I'd either do a 15 or a zero. A zero might be over, because, I mean, I've gone pretty low in my 15 and been more than cozy. Yeah. And then once you get a... You know, zero degree, it's just a little bigger, bulkier. But it would be, I mean, with a zero and a 30, you can cover just about everything. I sleep kind of hot, you know. Yeah. So. I think you'd be fine with a 15. Because yeah. the problem is, if you spend all that money and get a zero degree bag, most of the time, like spring and early fall, you're not going to be able to use it. Like, no. even that 15 degree last spring, one of the early, or the first night was a little chilly. Every other night, woke up sweating. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, you can always open it. You can mitigate being hot, but... It can it can get roasty. So that's my plans. Fuck yeah. Well, we'll probably wrap it up there because I really got a piss and I don't want to take a piss break and then just come back and chew the fat for ten minutes. So yeah, I got work. Yeah, yeah, you got shit. Pl- you got places to be, brother. <laughs> yeah, I know. Working Whoa. for a living for the birds, man. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you guys for tuning in for another week of the Average Alaskan Podcast. Uh, like always, let us know how we're doing, what we can do better, all that fun jazz. You can follow us on Instagram at average underscore Alaskan underscore podcast, Michael underscore Swoboda, and Sean underscore love L-U-V, baby. Uh, let us know all your comments, complaints, concerns, all that fun jazz. Let us know your opinions on next week's drawing episode. We want y'all's help to figure out exactly what y'all want for that episode. So please reach out for that. Because uh, if you don't, you're going to be at our creative demise. And we're just going to do something we're going to do. So We could play poker on live stream and have people... In the chat, play the hand we play in front of. Ooh, there we go. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. We'll get something figured out for you people. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, let us know what your thoughts on that. Give us your honest feedback on shit. Give us a like, rating, review, all that fun jazz. We don't care what it is as long as it's not a one, two, three, or four star. Got to be five star, baby. Uh, no, just kidding. But we'd really appreciate uh, a review, a like, um, leave a comment. It just boosts stuff in the algorithm world. Uh, it can say whatever you want it to say. So give us a five-star review and then complain in the comments. Uh, <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> we appreciate your cooperation. Um, but other than that, we'll catch you guys next week. Send us out of here, Shonzo. Stay frosty. Stay cool. And stay active. Thank you.